you would turn your Bibles with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4. Don't have PowerPoint this morning. This really felt like it's a time uh, uh, we're going to just be in the Word. Uh, and also, a lot of the content is on the on the notes. You look at the notes, you see two pages. If you don't have a handout, please just raise your hand. Please, Jared will get it out to you. <coughs> and uh, well, it's good to see Chris and Megan here. That is awesome. Good to have you all there. You know, uh, we've been teaching on God's presence. We talked about God's Spirit being in us, and then we've been talking about God's presence being among us, and 2 Corinthians 6.16, where he says, I will dwell in you and I'll walk among you. And uh, it's this phenomenal thought that the Spirit of God living in, among us, walking among us, and how he does that is really amazing, because I got thinking about this. Spirit, the Holy Spirit is invisible, but his heart is to become visible. The question we need to ask is how? You know, you think about this, that angels will physically manifest themselves even though they're spiritual beings. You know, the time that I, one time that I physically saw an angel, you know, I've seen them, you know, in the spirit a number of times, but one time I saw one physically and I didn't really realize what I was seeing until after it was over with. And then I realized that was what I saw and it's, your knees start to shake. You know, you just realize, whoa, I just saw an angel. And uh, and so, you know, they'll make these appearances. But the Holy Spirit, uh, for the most part, does not make physical appearances himself. And in fact, he has, I think God has limited the Holy Spirit, not limited like to restrain, but the passion of the Holy Spirit is to become visible in a particular way. In fact, there's a description in in, uh, in Judges chapter 6 when Joshua, not Joshua, I'm sorry, Gideon, is uh, the Spirit of God comes on him to be a deliverer. And it speaks of how the, Chris, Chris uh, Westhoff was speaking this to us and it's stuck in my head. And he's talking about how the Holy Spirit came on Joshua and literally he became a glove and the Spirit of God was in him manifesting itself. And literally what we see in the Word of God is the Holy Spirit is wanting to become visible. And that's where you see the title on top of this, the invisible Holy Spirit becoming visible. Well, how does He become visible? His heart is to be seen and heard and felt. But the main way that you'll see here is the effects, gifts, and ministries of the Holy Spirit. That is how the Spirit of God seeks to manifest Himself among us primarily. What does that mean? And this is the exciting part for me because there's nothing more exciting to me, to be honest with you, than to be in a place that where the Spirit of God is walking and moving among us. Uh, you know, y'all, we can't take that for granted because there are times that the Spirit of God does not is not in our midst. There, he's in us always. He, to the believer, He will dwell in us. Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit is in you. But as far as being among us, it's not the case. Because why? Let me put these little quick brief commercials. 
How does the Spirit of God come among us? The key thing about Him to be among us is that Jesus spoke. It says, where two or three are gathered, what? In my name. Well, what does that mean? Name always means what? Nature and character. Because how many, there's times, y'all, we don't gather together in the nature and character of who Jesus is. And so even in churches, just because we say this prayer, okay, in Jesus' name, we expect that all of a sudden He shows up in our midst. I remind you, presence of God is the kingdom of God being manifested. The kingdom of God is power. The kingdom of God is righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. And so many times we gather together. The Spirit of God may be in us doing things individually in us, but not necessarily among us. And so our heart and dwelling place is to see the fullness of the Spirit of God released among us. And so... And so there's some things I just want us to go to in this talk thought in this first passage in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4, where Paul says in verse, I'll start in verse 3. He says, I, I, am, I was with you in weakness and fear and much trembling, and my message and my preaching were not in persuasive words of wisdom. I know it coming out of the background that I'm in when you'd hear a revival, you know, somebody said, you know, uh, in evangelical circles, oh, there was a revival service. Oh, it was good. And the first word will be, well, who was the preacher? Who was, who was the evangelist? And I'll be honest with you, when I start hearing that, it grieved my heart. Because all of a sudden, what we're saying is that man became the central focus. If a church, oh, church, Joe Blow Church is doing great. First word you hear many times, who's the pastor? Well, you know, you know, it don't really have much to do with the pastor. And that's one of the things that is a blessing to my heart. Really, the, the, the push that the Spirit of God's put in us, it's not about a, a, senior, a, a senior person, a point person, but it's about the functioning of the body. And uh, but Paul, Paul goes on, he says, My message and my preaching were not in persuasive words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. Why? that your faith which should not rest in the wisdom of men, but on the power of God. Now, you've heard me say this before many times, because when you have somebody that will come up and speak an inspiring message or wherever it may be, and you watch it, you watch it. You, somebody will preach a word, and you'll watch that they will, they will preach a word, and you'll watch people being lined up to come and talk to them. Why? Because there's a, there's a perception, oh, this person's speaking the wisdom of God. Oh, so if I can talk to them, if I can be around them, then maybe something will be imparted to me. That is not the heart of God. Paul said, my preaching were not in persuasive words of wisdom, but in the demonstration of the Spirit, the manifestation, the visibility, the revealing of the Spirit of God among us, that men's faith would not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God, that God doing among us. Our heart is in dwelling place that we cannot wait to get together because we know that when we gather together in His name and and we put aside all the distractions and we gather together, He shows up in our midst. And it's party time. The heart is is that if there's a need, it'd be manifested. I mean, that it would be manifested and it would be met. Y'all, that can get kind of intimidating. Because many times we like to come into church services and we just want to hide in the back. I've been there. I just want to come in, do my religious duty, and leave. I don't want somebody to get in my business. 
thank God, that's one of the things I feel like a guy would done with dwelling place. It's a place that where, you know, we're coming in here and, okay, God, you're going to get in our business. You know. So anyway, so, so the heart is to see the Spirit of God manifest Himself and He's going he's to become visible. The demonstration of the Spirit. The visibility of the Spirit. Now, what's the foundation of this? If you would, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1. We've, we've talked about this statement many times before, and I'm just pardon if uh, some of this is, is repeat, but we need to be all on the same page. Now, concerning spirituals. Now, you know this before. If you have a New American Standard or New King James or New King James, the word gifts may get spoken there, but the word for gifts is not there. The Greek word is pneumatikos, and you've heard me say this before, but it's got to do with spirituals. This literally means spirituals. Uh, like, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, authorities. And, and it goes on to say, spiritual wickedness in the heavenlies. That's Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. So in other words, this word spirituals has to do, could, can talk about the spiritual realm in relationship to darkness, the powers of darkness. But we've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. You know, in other words, there's spiritual blessings that have been laid up for us. Now Paul's talking to the Corinthians here, and he's talking to them about, he's going to get into this place that where the Holy Spirit's wanting to become, to become seen. And he starts talking about, now concerning spirituals, I don't want you to be, what? unaware or ignorant, as some versions would translate. I don't want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning spirituals. Now, the thing, the reality is, y'all, that I found to be true, that many of us walk around in ignorance in relationship to things of the Spirit. And Paul goes on and says, since you, you know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to dumb idols, and however you were led. In other words... In the past, how, how what directed your life, there it's in the Corinthians, there it was in relationship to idolatry. Well, y'all, in America today, we fight another idolatry, and it's called self, and it's called money, and it's called success, many other forms and fashions. But the Spirit of God is wanting to manifest Himself among us. He's wanting to be seen, He's wanting to be heard, He's wanting to be felt. And he's going, you need to be, you need to understand the spirituals. Do you know what it's like? Here's the question. Do you know what it's like? Do you know what the, the voice of the Spirit is like? Do you know what it looks like? The He, the Spirit, when He's moving, He's working. Uh, do you know, uh, do you know what He feels like? That's, that's all involved in Him, Him walking and moving among us. And God's heart is not for it to be about a select few few of people like elders and leaders and uh, to be aware of this or to be the superstar. You know, as you start to go through this, y'all, it's all about the body. In fact, the superstar days of the Spirit, moving of the Spirit, was, was purposed to go out with the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Old Testament. Ah, yeah, there was the superstars. But somehow in America and somewhere in, in, in our lives... It's so easier to kick back and depend on the superstar to lead us and direct us and 
fill it. But when God's inviting us, he says, I want everybody to participate in this. Instead of there being a, a, a football stadium of 70,000 people and just 22 players on the field at a time and, and there's a bunch of players on the bench, God's heart is there be a, a football stadium where there's 80,000 people on the field. And it's all happened. It's all happened. That's God's heart. So the crucial thing is, is that we need to understand things of the Spirit. And that's what in dwelling place, one of the things that we set our heart to, is that we understand things in the Spirit. Why? Also, I just want to tell you this. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. So the, a lot of the battles that we fight are in the Spirit. And so we want to understand how it affects, but also the solutions to our problems are in the Spirit. They will be birthed in the Spirit. And that's God's heart for us. Now the question we want to ask is, how does the Holy Spirit become visible, seen, known? And that's what 1 Corinthians chapter 12 is about. And I want to start here in verse, well, you know, uh, verse, verse 4. Now there are varieties of gifts, same Spirit, varieties of ministries, same Lord. There are varieties of effects, but the same God works all things in all persons. That is, the, that is the summary statement of spirituals in relationship to things of God. Effects, gifts, ministries. Can y'all say that with me? Effects. Say it one more time. Effects, gifts. What are they? That's how he's wanting to manifest himself. Okay? He, in these areas. Or what is this? What is this? I like it. So, anyway, well, let's go on with this, okay? Now, now, notice this in verse 7. Now, here's where things get misunderstood in the Word of God. And it's so important for us to discern this. Watch this. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit. For the common good. Now think about this. Is given. Is given. Now, the Greek word there for is given is a word that's present tense. Now one thing about a present tense verb, it means continuous action. In other words, y'all, these manifestations that are starting to follow, these are not gifts. They are manifestations of the Spirit. In other words, He's constantly in this place of giving these manifestations. And you'll look at them, and, and, uh, and it's so important to sort of catch this, and you see this list of them in verses 8 through 10. And, uh, and notice this. For to one is given a word of wisdom. Uh, y'all, you've got to put this in context here. Uh, Word of wisdom has got to do with, uh, uh, really, movements. How things happen. And so when, when they were in a worship service, the early service, the heart would be, as y'all, they would get, somebody would give a word, word of wisdom on how, how things God was moving, like maybe in their midst or in your, in your personal life or, or whatever. I mean, I know I have been given words from the Lord about circumstances and situations in my life in the middle of a worship service. I had a good friend who walked up, who was an FBI agent. FBI agent, been in the FBI for a long time. Very straight-laced, FBI-ish. You know, 
always wearing a coat and tie and all this kind of stuff. He goes in the middle of his worship service. All of a sudden, this lady walks up and says, God is calling you into ministry and to minister to you. He's going, that ain't possible. It's Lee Kaiser. And, uh, and Lee goes, you know, he says to his heart, that ain't possible. Well, all of a sudden, guess what? All of a sudden, God opened some doorways for him and, and his wife, Jan, to do this youth ministry in their home. I'll be honest with you. There's been places I've seen the ministry of God in powerful places and ways. But I'm going to be honest with you. In their home with that group of youth, I have never hardly seen anything match the Spirit of God manifesting in that place. Was that a gift in Lee? No, Lee was not gifted in ministry. You know what God was doing? He was just manifesting himself in a place in a particular way. One is in relationship to a lady to give him a word of wisdom about how and what he's going to, God's going to do. To understand. Word of knowledge. What's knowledge got to do with? You open, go look in the contest in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and, uh, and 3, and it talks about knowledge. You've got to realize this, y'all. Back then, this wasn't finished. This wasn't finished. So they, this is how the revelation of the knowledge of God would be revealed. And look at this, because you know what happens in 1 Corinthians 13? When that which is perfect has come, that which is in part shall be done away. What's one of the things that will be done away with? Knowledge. Why? You don't need knowledge when what? You're face to face with, with Jesus. So a word of knowledge is not necessarily coming. Many times this gets spoken in relationship to healing or whatever. No, that's gifts of healing. How about that? Go on. In 1 Corinthians 12, for through the same spirit, knowledge, same spirit, to another faith, a manifestation of faith for a particular purpose. This is not a gift, y'all. These are manifestations. It's manifestations of the spirit. Uh, by the same spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one spirit. I, what about the faith? I've I got to stop here. I was thinking about getting back in the history of dwelling place where all of a sudden uh, Carla Howard, who was a part of dwelling place in the earlier days, she's walking, she's riding by this building and all of a sudden, I mean, it was the news messenger building. All of a sudden the Lord says to her, that's your, uh, that's the, uh, that's the new church building. I can't remember the exact words, but that was the gist of it. Well, y'all, we didn't have any money and it wasn't for sale. Debbie Cooper, I think Debbie Cooper rode by in the same word just within the same week. They've got the, they all of a sudden they've got the faith. They came to me and said, this is supposed to be our building. And then, and it wasn't for sale. And about, about, about two or three weeks later, guess what? There was a for sale sign out front. So, I mean, but the crazy thing was when it came time for us to buy the building, the people that were manifesting the most about fear in relationship to it was Carl and Debbie. I didn't say the most, but, but I know Carla was just manifesting. What? Buy the thing? I just had the word. I mean, what do you mean? Buy it? But I mean, you know, all of a sudden, this manifests your spirit in the area of faith. Yeah, let's do it! And then later on, you're going, what? You know, it's just, it's just the spirit of God manifesting himself in a particular way. Because there's a need. Gifts of healing. I love this. To another. Singular. Gifts. Plural. I love it. It's the Santa Claus effect. How many times Brandon get up over here and all of a sudden he'll go, oh, God's healing somebody of this, this, and this. What's that? That's gifts of healing. He's just speaking the word out and it goes out. It's like he comes up here with a Santa Claus bag. And that's where we want to, y'all be honest with you, I was just praying before the service, not during the service, that we've got to be careful we don't take this stuff 
for granted. And then when we see it, we're giving thanks in the small healings. Because y'all have been having a bunch of small healings. But we want to just foster that. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Because what will happen is it will build, y'all, and then we'll see the people rising up out of wheelchairs and the, and the MSs and the, the cancers being healed. We just want to be faithful and it will grow. It will grow. I, you know, I, I can't help. I've got to put another commercial in this. I can't help but think about when God took children of Israel into the promised land. He did not drive out all the inhabitants of the land in a single year. He said, lest the wild beasts become too numerous for you. You know what it's like, y'all? I don't know if you know this. If you've ever experienced this, when the Spirit of God pours Himself out in a particular area, y'all, it can get really wild. And not only that, because one of the ways is you'll have so many people that are desperate coming. And I think God is trying to show us how to walk in the small areas so that when it blows up in relationship to the big areas of healing, we'll know how to handle it. And Brandon's not thinking, dude, you know, I sell insurance for a living. I've got to pray for people all the time to be healed. Why are they ringing on my door all the time? Or, you know, how do I do this? Because God, what God's doing is it's just... It's, He's teaching us little by little. And so, what's going on? As it goes on, it says, uh, gifts of healing to another affecting of miracles. Literally, that word means power. Manifestations of power. Y'all seen it where the Spirit of God comes with power and you can't stand? Y'all pray for me during the to, that, that jewel meeting night. Man, love. Power of God was on me so intense. I couldn't stand. Power. You just feel like the Holy Spirit's just got to feel like it. It was. He's had his hand on me. Go, boom. You want this? Well, here it is. Boom. Some people call it oozing in the Spirit. Slain in the Spirit, you know, resting in the Spirit, whatever terms. That's that right there, y'all. Expecting a power. Miracle, another prophecy, another distinguishing spirit to another kinds of tongues, another interpretation of tongues. But the same spirit works all these things. In other words, y'all, everything is possible. With any one of us. This is not a gift, y'all. Any one of us. And, and you'll see, I'm going to use this illustration and, you know, the example of prophecy. And you've heard this in verse prophecy where it says another prophecy... Well, y'all, who normally speaks of prophecy, word of prophecy? Huh? Prophet. Okay, but in the latter part of the chapter, in 10, 12, 29, it says, you know, all are not prophets, are they? No, not everybody's a prophet. But if you'll notice in the verse there, in 1 Corinthians 14, 31, for you can all, what? Prophesy. For you can all prophesy. In other words, not everybody's a prophet, but everybody can prophesy. Prophesy. Y'all, I don't, you know, I'm not a prophet. But I can, I, I, I've spoken many words of words, manifestation of the Spirit in the area of prophecy. I mean, many. At times, just God just telling me these crazy things in crazy places, you know. I Maybe the time I made, it's really sticking my head right now, it's just the time the guy Satanist came into one of our Saturday night prayer meetings and 
he's playing games. He comes in crying and weeping and everybody thinks he's, he's wanting to repent. The Lord says to me, he's playing a game. I walk over and says, stop it. God said, you're playing a game. He says, no, I said, stop it. Stop playing a game. And he's crying. Oh, and he looks at me and says, how did you know? I said, just stop it. And I go back over to the other side and the other people start praying with him. He starts crying and weeping again. He says, I want Jesus. I want Jesus. The Lord said to me, he's playing a game. I walk back over and go, man, stop gaming. He goes, same way. And that time I stayed and, and he starts manifesting this spirit of, uh, of Satanism, spirit of witchcraft, whatever it was. I can't remember. But, it, but all of a sudden, I just, the Lord says to me a name. And I, it was this lady's name and it was weird. I mean, it was a weird name. It wasn't like Sally Sue or something, Sal, Sally or something. <laughs> I mean, but, uh, but it was some weird name. And I just said to her, what's this? I said to this guy, what does this name mean to you? And he looked at me, this weird look on his face, and, like, and, he, and he goes, how do you know that name? And I said, well, I don't know. Yeah, the Lord told me. I said, well, I said, what's that name mean to you? And he says, well, I was responsible for her death in California. What was the Spirit of God giving me a prophetic word about what's going on in his heart, what's going on in his life? And, you know, I wish I could say he got saved, but that night he about died because he came and messed up. He ended up in the hospital and all of his organs shut down. He's a young man. You don't fool around with God's people. But anyway, manifestation of the Spirit. You can operate in that way. Any place, any time. God doing a work. You're in the grocery store. You see somebody. All of a sudden, the Spirit of God's highlighting somebody that maybe has some kind of illness. And the Spirit of God's coming on you. Go pray for him. Pray for him. What? What's he wanting to do? Manifestation of healing. There may be somebody, you know, is grieved or sorry that that's going on something going on in their life. And like the one time we're sitting in a restaurant in uh, Asheville, North Carolina. Well, you were with us on that time, uh, and the waitress comes up, and the Lord just told us a specific verse and to give to her. She just bust out crying, and 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 it had to do with God being with her. Well, her husband had just went away that weekend with another woman to the beach, and and God used that opportunity to minister mightily into her heart. The manifestation of the Spirit. Whatever, literally, y'all, whatever is needed for the moment. And that's where you'll see in the the summary of the manifestation of the Holy Spirit flowing through God's people to to the manifested need in others. That's what I didn't put in the other part. (laughs) Hear that. That's a manifestation of Spirit. Manifestation of the Spirit flowing through God's people to the manifested need in others. Any one of you, at any time, whatever the Holy Spirit does. Now, what is, what is one of the purposes of manifestations of the Spirit? Why does God do it this way? I want to focus on that 1 Corinthians 14.31, where it says, for you, can all prophesy by, by, for you can all prophesy that you may all learn and be exhorted. Well, learn. It's a Greek word there, Montano, which you see in your notes. That literally means be brought into experience. Now, remember what I said a while ago? God's heart is there no longer to be a football stadium and us observing it. God's heart is there to be 80,000 people on the football field playing the game at one time. In other words, that all may be brought into experience, y'all. You're not spectator sport. It's not a spectator sport. Is that when we come in here, y'all, 
This is God's heart for us to be trained and equipped that when we gather together in the midst of Him, He demonstrates His Spirit. And we, and whatever the need is, is getting ministered to. Right now, y'all, in this place, right now, there are a bunch of needs in this place. You know what? I don't believe it's God's heart for you to walk out that door with those needs. Why would it be that you'd walk out that place? You know why? Is that we're just learning how to let the Holy Spirit do His thing. What is learning? I feel like, even though this church, I've been in ministry in and around ministry for 30-some years. And we dwell in places, what, 13, 14 years old? And a lot of stuff. But I'll be honest with you. I feel like I feel like Francis, my granddaughter. Trying to walk and talk and talk, you know. And I just feel like I'm just learning. And here's the heart in dwelling place. And I know this is in the elders' hearts. The next generation will stand on our shoulders. Y'all don't have to fight the battles to figure it out. Because God's already revealed it to us. So, God's heart is that everybody can learn. Everybody is brought on, exhorted, called alongside. Everybody feels like a part. Everybody experiences it. You know, I watched Brandon play football. Rooted him on. In Orange Bowl, yeah. It was Orange Bowl. Yeah. Nebraska. That was an ugly game. <laughs> Texas would have been better. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I watched Brandon play. I watched him with his crosses on his uh, sweatbands. You know? Feeling Jesus on football field. I watched that and rooted him on. But you know what? God's heart is not for just... God's heart with me being alongside Brandon. Uh, I played quarterback. But, you know, but be alongside Brandon. Playing the game with him. That would have been God's heart. God's manifesting the ministry of healing in relationship to the leadership team there in relationship to healing. God's heart is that every one of us participate in that in that journey. And I know that's true for the prophetic team and and whatever ministries involved in dwelling place. Now, what is the key for the visibility of manifestations of the Spirit? What's the key? I want you to notice first Corinthians twelve, eleven. But the one and same spirit works all these things. Distributing just as we will. Just as what? He wills. Now, y'all, we have a tendency to think uh, that, well, that's got to do with while we're in church. Okay, God, yeah, I want to, I want to, when, uh, you know, what you're willing, uh, you know, when we're in church, yeah, it's okay for you to do this. No, no. Where you go? I'll go. Or you say, I'll say. Whatever it is, how many needs do you see during a day? How many needs do you see during a day? And you know what? The Spirit of God sees those. You don't see those needs apart from the Spirit of God. So I know because I have missed a lot of needs in my life. My wife has told me that I have missed them. 
So I know I can miss them. Why do I see them? The Spirit of God. So whatever it is, y'all, the question is, are we willing? Are we willing? I'm saying we. And don't say this. I've seen it before, y'all. Well, yeah. Well, I'll let the leadership deal with that. No. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. The Spirit of God is doing a thing, y'all, where He's going to keep the leadership silent in some places and some times so that you can submit to the will of the Lord to see His hand touch lives. So anyway, it was enjoyable for me to watch Brandon play football, but I tell you what, it was a whole lot more fun for me to play football. A whole lot more fun. So anyway, manifestations of the Spirit. Now, it's not gifts. I'll repeat this. A manifestation of the Spirit is a manifestation of the Holy Spirit flowing through God's people to the manifested need in others. Now, what about gifts? Yeah, they are there. Now, I'm not going to go into details of this because of time, but it's some, there's some things that I, I just went ahead and put all this stuff out here in details in these notes here so that you can take them home. And there's a whole lot more that I could say in relationship to this. But gifts, just think about that as, you know, in, in 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 6, where it says that there are varieties of gifts but the same Spirit. Now, See, now the Holy Spirit will manifest Himself on everybody, but there's places, like it says in 1 Corinthians 12, 29, or 12, 12, 28, 12, 28, God is appointed in the church. <clears throat> Greek word there for appoint literally means to lay upon, like the place on or in. Now why does He do that? What's the purpose of a gift? And you see that in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10. It says, as you, each of you have received a gift, employ it serving one another. The purpose of a gift is to what? Serve. The purpose of a manifestation is to minister to a need for the common good. It's, a, it's to minister to a need for the moment. But a gift is given to serve. Let me just want to clarify this, y'all. A, a gift is not given to satisfy me. A gift is not given to me so that I can have a thrill. No, a gift is given to serve. The greater the gift, y'all, the greater one has to what? Serve. Jesus had a greater gift and he had to what? Die. That was degree of serving. But y'all, what we have done in the body of Christ now, y'all, this will show you how sick we've gotten. The greater the gift, the greater the person, the more the body serves the person. That is not in the New Testament. Paul makes this statement in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. He says, you know, he's talking about being an apostle. And he says, I've given a sentence of death. That life may be in you. Yeah. So when we start talking about gifts, yeah, they're exciting. Because you know what? I, and I don't have this in here. But the Greek word for gift in this, the gifts of the Spirit, is charismata. 
and charismata, charismata, charis, grace, a flow of grace. But you know what the root word for 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 grace is? Kara, joy. It's a flow of the joy of God in and through our lives. So when I'm, that's why y'all, when you're exercising your gift of the Spirit that God's in you, you'll sense this joy. Well, people will get addicted to the rush of joy. And so they want to do it for not to serve, but to what? For satisfaction in themselves. But this gift is given to serve. And y'all, it's a one-time event. And you see in 1 Corinthians 11.29, the verb tense there. God is appointed in the church. In Romans chapter 12, verses 4 through 6, it talks about each has been given a gift. Y'all, it's a one-time gift. It's a one-time event. Now, there's a couple of things I need to clarify in this, and and you can see where I've... I've uh, uh, well, I'll get into it here in a second. But I just want to say this. How do you know your gift? Now, people do these surveys. You know, that's cool. I mean, those things can be cool. I, but, you know, I'm not much for surveys. But what those surveys do do, what they do do, is the Greek word there for... I don't have where it says in Romans chapter 12, verse 4, and it, where it's in this whole context about gifts, and literally means not all do have the same function. And it's in correlating the gifts. That Greek word for function literally means that which one does repeatedly. That which one does repeatedly. How do you know that Brandon has gifts of healing? What's he thinking about all the time? Huh? Healing. Joe! Evangelism. Oh, yeah. He's standing up amidst the Moe's restaurants in Atlanta doing some form of evangelism. Where else you did some kind of public thing? Oh, yeah, that's right. And, dude, that's the standing. Damn it. All right. I teach. How do you know I'm a teacher? How many of y'all been, that's a curious question, how many of you have been to a coffee shop with me and seen me pull a napkin out? Curious in this room. <laughs> what am I doing? You know, that's why they used to ask me to come and do these revival meetings in Baptist circles, you know. But, oh, evangelists, lead them people to Jesus. I'm giving you 20 reasons why you don't want to go to hell. You know, and some evangelist gets up, the guy who really has a gift of evangelism, they get up and tell a couple of stories and offer an invitation, 40 people get saved. Got him Rice Brooks. Guy is sick. Rice gets up and tells a couple of stories. I am not exaggerating. He tells a couple of stories. People are laughing. And at the end, he'll just say, hey, you need Jesus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> People come forward. Oh, I want to get saved. I'm going. It's a gift of the Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit manifesting, becoming visible in somebody and going, okay, this is how I'm going to express myself through you. And how a picture that I, I have this spirit of doing this is that you've heard me say this before about a gift. Out of our property, we've got a bunch of different trees. Oak trees, we've got poplars, we've got a whole bunch of locusts, and we've got cedars, hemlocks. But you know what? Every one of those trees, on a windy, on a, on a day that there's not... not Super windy, but then you can't tell. 
But when you're under the trees, the sound of the wind through the trees sounds different. And that's what God showed me. That's gifts. The wind of the Spirit flowing through Brandon will sound different than it does to me. Joe, Terry, when the Spirit starts flowing through Terry, he's going to want to intercede for you. Praise God. (laughs) Ain't that cool, though? But the purpose is to serve. It's to serve. And you've got to realize that everyone has been given gifts. Now, if you'll notice on down that types of gifts, in 12.6, you'll see this picture of this, this, that we've all been given gifts, and I'm not going to focus on this much. But in 12.6, since we have gifts that differ. Now, that's that verb form there. It's not a conditional there. We have gifts. And there's two categories of gifts that, been, that we can focus on. Gifts that have been given from birth. We call, I call them natural, but I don't think that's right. Because there's, there's gifts from birth. Like Paul in 1 Corinthians 7, 7 is talking about people being single. That's a gift from the Lord. Or you look in the Exodus chapter 31 where it talks about Bezalel. Has a, the Spirit of God is on him in the area of craftsmanship. So literally, where Paul makes a statement in, in Galatians chapter 1, verse 15, that he was set apart from his mother's womb to preach the gospel. Now, y'all, that's, that's, those are gifts that God has imparted to you from your mother's womb. And, uh, and, and so, you know, I will warn you about this. That which has been given to you in the beginning, you will abuse it. You will abuse it in your early days, in the flesh. I.e., Paul had a gift to preach the gospel, to preach the church, to teach the church. Well, in the flesh, Paul did what? Just persecuted it and just tried to destroy the church. And so, in the flesh, before a gift is... Everything has to be redeemed. So when we're talking about these natural gifts, singing, you know, how many... How many famous singers really have a gift to sing, and they're, but they're really supposed to be worshipers? Instead of worshiping them, using their gift to draw attention to them, are they not to use their gift to focus to God? We were out there in Kansas City, and we saw Misty Edwards, and just listened to the content of her songs and the things. I know without a shadow of a doubt she could be a, a major league pop star. Some of the songs that she's had, all of a sudden, instead of talking about it, Jesus say, you uh, love her. You know, oh man, I know without a shadow of a doubt, those songs would hit off into the pop scene. And Missy Edwards would be massively famous and rich. And I, think about this, Michael Jackson, worship leader. Yeah. I believe that. I mean, I think that's a gift that was given. And I, you know, can use it. Yeah. As I was praying the other day about this, and this Lord revealed something to me. It, you know, everybody loves American Idol. Look at that Latin second word, idols. It's good. And then, you know, so many superstars, quote, superstars, they become the idol. Instead of worshiping God, they, people start worshiping them. 
Yeah, that's good. That's good. Now, y'all, they're natural gifts or gifts that, that you got from birth. But, you know, they're also supernatural gifts. Where you, they're received by supernatural impartationalists in this by Timothy. Do not neglect the spiritual gift within you which was bestowed upon you through the prophetic utterance and with the laying on of hands. Prophetic utterance, laying on of hands. It's bestowed upon you through the laying on of hands. In fact, I see in Scripture supernatural gifts imparted to people through people laying on hands or also through just supernatural God manifestation God given it, imparting now y'all I want to read a passage of scripture to you that you would not go well I haven't been given I want to read this this is in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 31 it says earnestly desire greater gifts Earnestly desire greater gifts. Desire them. Long for them. Don't be, don't be wrestling with the status quo, y'all. Don't be settled for the status quo. You've got a ministry to fulfill, and I'll talk about that in just a second. So, to summarize this up in this, about gifts, the key to the visibility of the Spirit of God manifesting our Himself in our gifts, letting the wind blow through the Spirit, uh, uh, through the wind of the Spirit blow through you as a tree. What's the key? And the Lord's highlighted to me 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10. Now let, me, let me quote this to you. As each of you have received, as each of you have received a gift, employ it serving one another. Three things. Receive it. Employ it. Serving one another. All three of those, y'all, have its drawbacks. Employ. I mean, receive, employ, serve. Receive, employ, serve. Receive, employ, serve. In fact, I can see this right now in the Spirit. There's floating around over this place and over people's heads. There are gifts that God has imparted to you. And God's saying, receive it. Take it. Take it. I like that attitude. Take it. What is it? Receive it. But then, how about that? Oh, you got it. Okay, I've got the gift of teaching. I can't tell you how many times, y'all, that I have taught. And after I've taught, I'm going, oh, Jesus, what did I teach? And it's just so easy. I just want to go, Lord, I just want to go up there on the mountain and hide. Let me just stay there. Let me just stay on the mountain. I just go hide in the mountain. Let's go to Florida. And I'm like going to Florida. Praise God for Florida. But, you know, I mean, in other words, you know what? I, it's easy for me to do is take the gift and just hide it. How about the parent? <laughs> do what? <laughs> but, but you'll know. Good day, Neil. Prophetic word. You know, question is, one, have you received what God has for you? Two is, are you employing it? Or, get this. Get this. Remember the parable of talent and the pound? Took it, received it, but did what with it? Buried it. 
going, Oh Lord, I know you're, you're exacting. I don't want to abuse the gift. I'm afraid I'll say it wrong. I'll do it wrong. I can't speak in a bunch in front of a bunch of people. No. Dig it up. All right. Employ it. What's the next phrase? What? Serve. The biggest... The biggest obstacle to the fullness of a gift being used is self. Hey, I just wanted to say, I don't know why I said what I said when I started to speak about I should have gone first. I mean, this just kind of, it came out of me and I was like, what's going on here? You know, because that was not, I had no intentions of saying that. And I just kind of felt like, number one, I repent for saying that because people need to know not to compare themselves and their gifts to someone else's and how God's moving in them. Right. Um, but I, I almost felt like it was, I don't know why I said that. You know what I mean? So, but, yeah, yeah, it's good. Who is it? Who is it that got healed one day? Oh, it's Taryn. Taryn, wasn't it? Yeah. Got healed of a, what was it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, y'all, gift. Can y'all say this with me? Okay. Receive. Receive. Employ. Employ. Serve. Serve. Let the wind blow. Manifestations, gifts. Well, let me finish this thing, y'all. I'm going to talk real quick about ministries. In twelve, in twelve, he, in 1 Corinthians 12, 5, Paul starts talking about Ministries. He mentions effects, ministries, and gifts. What's a ministry? Everyone has a ministry. Everyone. What is a ministry? Now notice the definition. A place or sphere of serving others with the gifts that are in us. And in fact, I want you to listen to this passage of Scripture in Romans chapter 11, verse 13. Now, Paul had, a, at this time, he desired a greater gift. In fact, I will say this to you all. Your gifts transition. Paul was a teacher in 1 Corinthians, I mean, in uh, Acts chapter 13. But after the latter, latter part of Acts chapter 13, he was an apostle. Okay? And so there, you see a transition in the thing of, uh, going on in his life. But I want you to notice this passage in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 13, where he says, he says something. He says, But I am speaking to you who are Gentiles, inasmuch I am an apostle of the Gentiles, I magnify my ministry. See, your ministry is a place where the gift functions. Brandon has a gift of healing. This gift of healing, gifts of healing that Brandon has has to have a platform to function. That is his ministry. And the best and most powerful place for the functioning of your gifts is in the body of Christ. Brandon can go, well, I've got this gift. Well, I'm just going to use it. I'm going to have a thing at my house every week. And just anybody that's sick, you know, they'll come over and pray for him. Brandon could very easily do that. In fact, I see people doing that. 
I see people doing that with the prophetic. Oh, yeah, I've got a prophet. But I'm going to just have me a little group and people want to come over and I'll prophesy to them and I'll stir it up in them. No. It's really cool to me about Jared and, and Brandon and what's, what I've watched in relation. I'm seeing Joe do the same thing in relationship to the gifts, the gifts that God's getting them. Jared's so heart, one thing in the prophetic, and I know Brandon's and Joe's this heart in this. I just want to, I just want to help other people in this. In fact, that's where you see fivefold ministry. Because a gift of a prophet is different than the ministry of a prophet. Where the ministry trans changes. The gift of a prophet, y'all, is to serve. The ministry of a prophet is to equip others to do the work. To do the ministry. In fact, it uses the word ministry in twelve in Hebrews, I mean Ephesians four twelve. So my question is this: Is hold on, I got to say this, y'all. I got to say this. I don't have time to go into details about this, but if you'll notice that statement, everyone has a ministry, but right under it is God given, and it must be. Fulfilled. I want to quote two verses. Very crucial. Colossians chapter 4 verse 17 says this. It says to Archippus, Take heed to the ministry which you have received from the Lord that you may fulfill it. Take heed to the ministry which you have received from the Lord that you may fulfill it. Or how about he says to Paul, he says, Paul says to Timothy, he says, uh, Endure hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. The, the, the sad part to me is this, y'all. Satan is constantly coming against us to get us to forfeit our ministry. Oh, he'll let you exercise your gift, y'all. He'll let you exercise your gift. In fact, he'll use you in your gift. I've seen it. Oh, even... Even use your gift in religious circles. Satan will set you up in it. Just like I said a while ago, like Brandon taking it off, and oh, he's going to really exercise his gift. He'll start something on and on himself. Oh, that's that's exercise trying to exercise that gift. He'll let you. He'll set you up. But Paul says to Timothy, do hardship. Do the work of the evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. Paul makes this statement. He says, I do not consider my life as dear to myself. In order that I may finish my course and ministry, which I have received from the Lord. I just want to say this. Uh, I don't want to put heaviness, but I do want to say this. You want to you face some opposition? Try to fulfill the call of God in your life. To fulfill the ministry which God has given you. But you know what? I will say this. Where Satan will try to oppose, the grace is there to do it. Is it easy? No. For Paul wouldn't say, I do not consider my life as dear to myself. Or he would not tell Timothy, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist. He would not say that. Because you know what, y'all? Um, I say this. I probably about twice a week or three times a week I go through this place, I hear these thoughts in my head. Why are you doing what you do? 
In fact, many times I, I hear it audibly like in people whom I love, like my dad. Why are you doing what you're doing? It's stupid. Just take it easy. I'm really, I'm serious. And I just want to speak this into you. God is wanting to do a work. He's wanting to manifest. The Spirit of God is wanting to manifest Himself among us, be visible among us. And it's going to occur in a place here, y'all, of manifestations of the Spirit, gifts of the Spirit, and us in those places allowing the ministries that each one of us have in this place to be established. You know? I, I, I'll pick on John. Papa John. Last week, get back from uh, you know, John's quote, retired. He ain't retired. He's refired. <laughs> I'm in Pembroke, and I'm meeting with somebody. I had to meet somebody after I got back. And all of a sudden, you know, this, you know, you got a dwelling place, right? Yeah, 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 good one place. Yeah, Papa John go, John goes there. His wife walks in. He says, That's, this is Rick Sizemore. He goes to where John McDermott goes. What's he saying? The Spirit of God has been manifesting through John to minister to somebody. Enough that those people are wondering about coming here to church all the way from Pembroke. And then they were saying to us, when y'all going to start church at Pembroke? So, I mean, why? God... A ministry in John. Does it look like mine? No. But it's effective. So, manifestations. Are you willing? Two, gifts. Receive, employ, serve. Three, ministries. Oh, I, I didn't say that. I'm just going to close out with this. It says something. Oh, yeah. Recognize, train, release. Recognize that ain't from that ain't from that that involves outside other people, leadership. But I'll be honest with you: recognizing the ministry you've got, you saying, "Hey, I want trained," and two is that it's responsibility of leadership to participate with you in the training and release. Like Brandon, I pick on Brandon. Sorry, Brandon, I pick on you a lot today. <laughs> in a at a at a at a, uh, at a men's encounter. Prophetic words come out. Get off the sideline. Right? Get off the sideline. God started doing the work in him. So he's going, he's recognized. Rick, man, he's talking to leadership. I, gotta, I, just, I just want to pray for the sick. So he's recognizing it. And so then we're going, okay, yeah. And so he's just hungry. So, He's just searching stuff out. He and John ends up down in, down in, uh, uh, where'd y'all end up? Y'all down in Orlando, wasn't it? Yeah, just, just wait, train me. And then he, and he, we're going, well, wait a minute, we need to get on this board here and train. So we ship him out to, to Bethel or Pennsylvania to expose him to it. Hill, Jared Hill, man, raised up in the prophetic. Well, what do you think we brought in? Like John Paul Jackson's crew in. Jim and Mims Driscoll. Why had a train. Joe got a hold of some books, and we're going to have to ship him out somewhere. And whoever else. And Doug. We're Doug, man. Doug messing it up, man. 
whoever. I'm just picking some people out. That's just here. And then there's this place, release. Yeah, do it. Because y'all, don't come to me to pray for you to be sick. Well, y'all pray for you. Why? Dude, we've got a whole bunch of people that will pray for you. You need a prophetic word? I have people come in all the time. Uh, Rick, will you interpret this dream for me? And I'll come first. Don't ask me to interpret the dream. I mean, really, the Lord just keeps being a dark on a lot of stuff. I know one, he totally keeps being a dark. Is that he will not let me set anybody up in relationships. <laughs> he does that just to keep me in this place that... You are not God. <laughs> um, speaking of healing in relationship to Brandon, give me, have given me a a sheet in relationship to five things that felt like the Lord was saying in relationship to healing this morning. But left side, below the ribs, patella, which I assume is that patella tendon. Um, and these came from the body. Issues with the brain, right elbow, and uh, left shoulder. Um, so if any of those are um, things that you're struggling with, I just feel like the Lord was saying that those are in the house to be healed today. <laughs> and um, so if, if that's you, feel free after the service to come up and get prayer for that. Um, and I'm going to let Jared. Jared had a couple things in relationship to kind of the uh, some things that maybe uh, God was doing in you. Yeah, thanks, PJ. During worship, uh, I was um, kept seeing oil. Um, a lot of times, when you see oil, it has to do with uh, you see in the scripture when Samuel went to David that he anointed him with oil. David was actually anointed, um, I think, three separate times before he ever came, became king. Um, and uh, Mitch was talking um, last week about Pentecost. Um, it talked about the Holy Spirit came on them like tongues of fire. Um, and they were endued with power. Um, I feel like there was a place that God said uh, to pray for people, for that to come on, um, a place of uh, the Spirit of God to come on you, to uh, um, to awaken um, the things that have been inside of you, um, to give power to the things that have been in your heart. Um, the other side of it was that uh, I felt like God said that there were people that were stuck, um, people that have tried to step out. Either you don't know what the next step is, um, or you don't know how to take the next step of faith to get to where you feel like you're supposed to go. Um, you've kind of been trying to get there, and um, I almost felt like God said that uh, it's almost a grease of grace, um, not greasy grace, um, but a grease of grace um, for the places where you felt stuck, um, that grace would be poured out um, to get you to the next place. Um, that uh, grace would be poured out to help you step out into that place of faith. Uh, I've got a friend of mine that always says that uh, without risk, it's impossible to grow. Um, so sometimes that place of grace to give you uh, that faith that you need to take the next step, it feels a little bit uneasy. Um, so, um, and I'm just going to ask some of the people to come and pray. Um, just let's stand. Those two 
things that Jared is speaking about, I, I, if those are you, I just want you to begin to come forward. If I can have some people to come up and make sure we're praying for these guys and gals. Um, and it's just amazing. Just I think if I can keep it in context of this scripture, you know, but speaking the truth in love or to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head from whom the whole body being fitted and held together by that which every joint supplies, every person in here supplies something in reference to the joints of this body working. And so that's why it can't be a, a one man or two man or three woman, whatever. It can't be a show of that. It's got to be to the place of, of, of the body. Building up itself. And it, the rest of that scripture right at the end, you know, it just says, according to the proper working of each individual individual part causes the growth of the body for the building up itself in love. And I, I just felt like the Lord was just saying, you know, just if, if, if Jared spoke to something, I just want you to begin to come forward to just, just come and get prayer for that. We're going to close out cause it's, we're got to get to this next, uh, um, service, but cause I think there's a place sometimes where I just, especially like for a me, I'm an easier back person type, back door type person. I mean, I, I enjoy loving on people and I enjoy encouraging people, but sometimes I just need to know that when God gives me something that's important and, and to, to really employ it to serve one another. And so I'm just going to pray. Some of us have just been kind of defaulting, I think, to other people. And we've been defaulting those things to other people to do or to walk in. And so, Lord, I just want to pray right now in Jesus' name for the words that jared had and just for this word of you know sometimes we just default because lord we see somebody that has a stronger gift or we see somebody that has a stronger manifestation or or, or this big ministry and we're kind of like well who are we and god's take declaring this morning you are mine lord you are mine and 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 i have things maybe it's just for one person that's very significant Maybe there's, you're going to have a word for one person as you come to this this place on a Sunday morning. That's very significant. And I just pray in Jesus' name that we would not we would not get to this place where it's not significant. Lord, the working of each individual part is so significant to the building up of this body and love. So, Lord, I just pray right now, Lord, for for those of us that maybe just need to reach up and receive, like some of them were doing, some of us need to be in that place of God help me to employ and, and then some of us need to be in that place God really this gift has become about me and I need to learn how to it to be about serving one another and to love one another so Lord I just pray right now in Jesus name you give me then to stir up that, that Timothy stir up that gift within us Lord stir up that manifestation stir up that ministry within us so Lord we just bless you for it we just ask for it in Jesus name so I'm just going to close out BJ's going to keep playing but if you, if you just need prayer this morning for healing, you just need prayer in relationship to, to the gift stuff, come forward. If not, grab your children and have an awesome, awesome day. And be blessed. Be blessed.